Have you tasted the world's best cheese? Grand Cru Sourchois is the 2016 World Cheese Champion. Our partners at Roth, Wisconsin make this gorgeous alpine-style cheese in the rolling hills of Greene County, Wisconsin. Grand Cru Sourchois is produced by hand in Swiss copper vats and finished by aging on spruce planks. The quality milk and careful craftsmanship bring out the award-winning light floral notes, nutty undertones, a hint of fruitiness, and a mellow finish. Perfect with Riesling and Muscat, Grand Cru Sourchois is a guaranteed hit for any occasion. Check out their other offerings at RothCheese.com. You'll discover Buttermilk Blue and their newest release, Prairie Sunset, the golden-hued love child of Mimolette and Gouda. You'll also find recipes like the Raclette Reuben and Tomato Tartlets. Everything you need to know about the world's best cheese is at RothCheese.com. Hey, 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 I'm Jimmy Carboni from Beer Sessions Radio. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Mike, you just barely got here. I just barely got here. I just I just flew in from Carroll Gardens. My God, what happened? I'm not sure if I'm here yet. Am I? Should I say that I'm here yet? Oh, you're not. We're going to introduce Jack, you. Yeah, don't, you're not I'm, here. Yet. I'm not here yet. So don't don't talk to me. Jack will be here any moment now. He's on his way. Jack will be Sorry, here. Sorry, I'm running late. Any, any moment. Do you happen to know all the words to uh, Hard Rain's Going to Fall by Absol- chance? I, I know the turn. Because Pat, Patty Smith doesn't. I don't think Bob <laughs> Dylan does. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what. How do you, how do you go all the way to fucking Sweden to represent... Bob Dylan, the Nobel Prize winner, and she's reading it. The words are fucking in front of her, and she fucks oh, it she, up. She went yeah. there in, his, in, in lieu of Bob. This is, this is what should have been the Donald Trump tweet of the week. Yeah. Patty Smith forgets words to Bob Dylan's song. Sad. It was in, in front, in front yeah. of the king of Sweden? <laughs> I didn't realize that nice that already day. happened. I didn't realize I, that yeah, that was, already it, went it, down. It happened last this sounds night. like fake news. It, it's, uh, I don't think this you happened. Can, yeah, I don't you think you it can watch this it on uh, your inter- interweb, and about two verses into it, she sort of mumbles it, forgets it, apologizes, oh. stops the orchestra she's playing with it, and starts it again. And she has the words in front of her, and, you know, I, I work with a lot, a lot of uh, musicians, as, as, you, as you all do, but um, sometimes I get to work with guys uh, in my... No, no, I'm in the flesh tones. I don't work with yeah, musicians. Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> too many goddamn notes, right? Too many, too many notes. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of notes. Listen, but, uh, out there. finish this story. The story is, you know... Uh, you don't get to fuck it up, okay? That's the whole point. When you see things like the Grammy Awards, the, the Academy Awards, when you see people at the Kennedy Center Awards, and um, as my guys, as, as a book editor and working for Hal Leonard, I've talked to a lot of the, the session guys who work on these things, like a very high-level musical directors and whatnot. I just did a big job with Kenny Aronoff, who's the drummer and all these things. You do not to get fucked up, and people make last-minute changes. Yeah. Okay? Patty Smith happens. knew this was cut. No. 
No, I'm She's not keeping accepting. it real, Mike. I'm not accepting of this. I think no, no, I, in the I, world of fake news, the real reason is because he actually tried to get Burt Reynolds to come sing. You got to serve somebody, and he turned <laughs> it down. And hey, so he had to. Hey, this is well, this is this is good. Anyway, well, I, I figured. I, I felt that that sad hippie poorly represented America. I think so too. I, I, I'm yeah. very very quite frankly. I figure if the King of Sweden is going to give you a gold medal and a million bucks, the least you can do is show up and accept. Or send it. someone who can get through your fucking song. Well, I'm, no, 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 you're, you're, not, keeping you're it real. not supposed to fuck up. With these we could have got ideas. someone from an open mic in Brooklyn that could have handled that job. Better. Exactly. That's exactly. Point, right? I was very, very, very disappointed. You know, um, the, the other funniest guy to ever win the Nobel Prize was Richard Feynman, the, the physicist, who said he didn't want to go to accept the award because apparently when you get the award from the, the king, you have to walk backwards, like back down the steps because you're not supposed to turn your back to the king. And yeah. He was afraid he'd trip, yeah. so therefore he kind of wanted to turn the award down for the Nobel Prize in well, physics. Well, that seems like a good reason. That's logical. His wife talked him out of it. He said, if you can build an atom bomb, surely you can, you can handle this. Well, Bob Dylan just took it as the ultimate excuse to be, continue his cryptic legacy. You know, that's why he turned it Apparently down. he has to do a lecture, though. That's part of the Part of the deal. There has to be a Nobel lecture. And I don't know, uh, uh, Jack, Jack Grace, our guest today, who I'll introduce in full. Why don't you introduce We have a guest here in the studio. <laughs> studio audience, yes. Yes. Well, okay. Well, speaking of troubled troubadours. Formerly of, Be- <laughs> formerly of Beacon, New York. Right, until my wife left me and kicked me out of Beacon. Uh, Jack is, is a local legend. Uh, more than more than luminary, a, a genuine legend, and uh, and like I said, it's talking of troubled troubadours, you are keeping alive. You play all the time, Jack. You keep it on the road, which I admire you uh, to ends, which I can't even begin to. Where describe. you been? Where you been recently, Jack? Uh, where have I been? I was in Casanova, New York, and and Delhi, New York. Delhi. All yeah. right. Yeah, playing at the Shire. Really? There's which, a uh, scene up in Delhi? No, there's not. Okay, but there that's was a why gig. you were there. There was a gig, okay. <laughs> and, but there was a scene actually in this place, Casanova, outside of Oneonta. It's a nice little theater that these people run, and uh, they yeah, have yeah. one of those crowds of where they trust the place, and, yeah, and, and people come. come and, well, that's great. And uh, I used the word fuck, and a couple walked out. Oh, okay. well, I see that. <laughs> well, you know, but that, that doesn't fly in Oneonta. Well, they liked it. Like The uh, owner's like, yeah, they totally... They totally uh, took off when you said I was talking about the industry the music industry said you guys can all buy a CD if you like I know then you're going to tell me you don't even have a CD player we're all fucked <laughs> oh <laughs> no. they went you were going blue yeah. I, I, I would blue. like to say that I've been enjoying uh, the new CD the one you gave me last oh class. thanks what's that last called time I saw you everything I say is a lie even, even that itself is, is a lie Ooh. It's true, um, but I really, I, re- I truly, I really dig it. Um, I know you did it with uh, Eric Gamble, who yeah. is such a good engineer. That record sounds so recorded around good. the literally around the corner from my house. That's true. And that, the, that's unbelievable. The record has such not only is, is the sound very pristine, but the, the the pace of that record is so measured and, and nice. Thanks. Uh, it, 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 it's re- it's really very groovy, and unlike you and I, Zaramba, it like resists resists the temptation to to, to rock out unnecessarily, which is our tragic flaw. <laughs> I like to rock out unnecessarily. I bought an SG and got it yesterday. I, I just saw the picture of yeah. an SG. Well, welcome to my world, my I'm friend. I'm excited. For the people at home, he's referring okay. to an SG Gibson electric guitar. That is. I believe SG actually stands for Spanish guitar. It does. Uh, actually, once upon a time... Is that why I had those little it. devil horns on? Uh, yeah, that's why. And, you know, it's... 
you know, you can. I was. I like trying to sound like Tony Iommi on it as much as possible. That's that's my I'm, thing I'm, right I'm now. I'm over an Angus guy, but uh, I yeah. guess I, I went to see Black Sabbath when they came through the last time. Yeah, it was fucking amazing. It exceeded yeah. all expectations. I had the same experience. It was like I knew we were gonna have fun. Yeah, we were gonna smoke as much pot as I did between like 1978 and 1998. No, but it's a, it's minutes. real. It's still real. It's not. A, it's not an oldies act. It's, no, there's a there's a ritual that goes down when they play that show. No, it was it was it was incredible. Uh, none less than, no less than Dean Rispler said it was the single best guitar and bass tone he'd ever heard in a live performance in his life. Yeah. In Madison Square Garden. That's I just what we're hit talking the, about. I want to hit this, though, from your bio, though, before, yeah. <laughs> before we get too far into this. Um, Jack's live show is what truly tells his story. It's a combination of rock, vaudevillian improvisation, country with a Latin twist. And you cover a lot of genres. You know, last time we were talking, you said, you know, th- that's the biggest problem. Is you, I, I know you sort of as a country guy, as a roots group. I, what I did at one guy. point I in my say, life, I should say a roots guy. At one point, I just put that stamp on it, and actually, then that was when my career took off the most. Was when I just said I'm country, but eventually it wore off. I started to do all the same weird shit I like to do. And uh, you, you'd sort of like you know, I, I, the problem is people want to pigeonhole you if they can't call you country, yeah, and, or, or you're doing something else. You know. Well, it's just easier when you're pigeonholed to get certain types of work. For instance, you know, when you're our con- when you're just country, like, oh, we're having this this dance, and let's get that country band. But when they don't know what you are, they don't think of you to use you for certain types of work. That's right. Art's very yeah. nice, but someone's got to pay for it. You know, it's like being an actor when your typecast is the bad guy. Like, oh, let's get that bad guy for the bad guy part. So, so remember in this relationship of you, this thing of, of of ours, this Costa Nostra, who's the heel? Who's the baby face? Who's the heel? Yeah, what's going on with I, you I, two? I was hoping I could be the heel. I, that sounds I, interesting. I, I usually work as the heel. I've never worked baby. I'd like to be the heavy. Like I'll tell you what, the straight man, the, yeah, the, more or less. Sometimes it can be a good role. He's the, he's the Margaret Dumont in this relationship. Uh, yeah, yeah like, doesn't it really base more I, on Abbott? I, and Costello? I'm the Duke Mitchell to his Sammy Petrillo. Who's the Abbott? Who's the Costello? That's uh, I'd like to be the, I would like to be the Abbott. I, I would like to lose enough weight to be considered the Abbott. <laughs> well, we're gonna see. <laughs> they both didn't live long, though, right? Not not well, not long enough. Yeah. God, God rest them both. Yeah, God rest them both. People at home at the uh, let's uh, let's refer to the, uh, the awkward, awkward dinner table. What's going on? Oh, we're talking about uh, the people that, that we're, we're sitting in. In our view here, we see people dining, and they, you know, do they see us? By the way, yes, can they, they see do. us? They can see. They us? can't hear us, but they can see us. So if I take off my shirt and rub it against the glass while they're dining right there, that might interfere with their. It eating. might. It might stimulate their appetite. It could stimulate their appetite. You, you, this guy they're doesn't look hungry. Pizza. I have an idea. It looks like a. I think a, it went okay. I think they slept together last night. You think so? I think, yeah. You think it worked out? Huh? I think it went okay because believe me, at this table, yeah. we, have, we have seen everything. We have yeah. seen, seen people who went home together and clearly it didn't work out, right? Or clearly it worked for him, but not for her. We've seen internet dates that have crashed. Do you the think first this is the seconds. first time they slept together, or you think that this is that they've done it a few times? No, it's a few times because even though they're still into each other, you can still sense this sort of romantic ennui. Yeah, they do seem to be. She's enjoying herself. She's got. She's She's got a little face uh, hand dance thing going right now. They're enjoying their pizza, and, yeah. he, and, and he's sipping a, a Bloody Mary right now from a mason jar. Yeah, it's a, ah, a dating game. It oh, seems right. like for now, like the conversation is flowing. It doesn't seem forced. Although he, I don't. It doesn't seem like he's really saying anything. She does seem to be running the conversation up, and she's going for a big swag of the pizza. There oh, she's she goes. Clearly smarter. What's going to happen while she's chewing? Is he going to take the silence at that point? Yeah, he is. He's covering now. it. He's covering that silence while she chews. They're working it out. They're keeping. Keeping the conversation going, they're a good team. They're doing better than yeah. we are. 
Um, for the people, for the people listening in Numea, Numea, New Caledonia, yeah. and other parts of Oceania, which I know we do have listeners, do, our, not to mention the lost continent of Atlantis, uh, our, and in our, the lost our largest the lost, demographic, our, our oh, biggest, yeah. and growing still, surprisingly, where all my sales come from. We our, our little ca- our cabin like uh, our cabin like studio has a, a huge window overlooking one of the main dining rooms here at Roberta's restaurant in Bushwick, Brooklyn. <laughs> Look, they just noticed us now. They're now they're, us. Now they're like, oh, and they know we're talking about they're, 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 Yeah, they're hip. They're All hip right. to it. They're his, he's really chewing into that margarita, though. Yeah. And I, I'm looking forward to mine as well. They make a nice, they make a good margarita here. A good margarita. Make margarita good. pizza, I'm pizza. saying. Oh, I want a margarita. It's oh. happening. Yeah. Come your way. All but, right. No, I want a margarita. We're, we're going to make you sing for your supper, though, Jack. Yeah. The sooner, to, sooner the better, I, I, think. I think. it's time for a song. What? What do you got? What do you got for us, Jack? Play some music. Let's see. Play some music, huh? Yeah. You know, I was putting. I had this this sad song all set up, and it doesn't feel sad. No, this is never. This is not a sad yeah, this show. Is a show. It's a, a mitzvah. I think I'll have to just go with an old classic. Do you know all the words to It's a Hard Rain Gonna Fall? Because Patti Smith fucking does yeah, I told you. <laughs> nobody knows. I'm so upset about this. Hard I had rain gonna fall. You know what I think? I th- no, follow, ha- Having followed Dylan for as long as we all have... Dylan obviously sent her as some sort of like a shill to like mess up the whole thing, right? Oh, you think he, he kayfabed it? He yeah. Said, Here, do me a favor, fuck up the second verse. Well, he, I don't think yeah. he asked her to. He knew she would. I just think, I think that's just, why he had her go. There, right. He I just think that, that she said, would you know, I've, right. I've worked on these books with the guy who produced the Grammys, um, with people who've worked with, the, like I said, the Kennedy Center Honors and these sorts of things. And fucking up is not allowed. I mean, imagine you're like the Wilson sisters no, doing stairway, really doing stairway to heaven. I don't know if you saw, saw, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, which, saw which is amazing, right? And you're sitting there, and the Clintons are there, and and, and the Obamas are there. Not to mention. The members of Led Zeppelin. You've got a, a 75 yeah. piece string section. They did not mess you got a 200 piece chorus, right? No, you, you get one shot at it. You do. You don't fuck it up. You, you don't. don't fuck it up. I, I'll tell you, I, I, stood, I went to see Jerry Lee Lewis uh, TV taping. This PBS Masters series yeah. uh, this time. I, I was thrilled. I mean, Jerry so, Lewis. And I stood next to Ronnie Wood the You think time. he'd know the words? Uh, okay. No, actually, he didn't. No, he the wouldn't. only guy. Who, okay, first, it was this whole, like, you know, rogues gallery of celebrities and quasi celebrities singing along with Jerry Lee. So, first is, is uh, Glenn Fry from the Eagles. May he rest in not so much peace. He's the one that died. Okay. Right? Yeah, he's the one. I like the boots. Okay. And he wanted. Okay, the so boots he, were cool. So he gets yeah. up, he does a song. Fry boots. Decides he didn't sing well enough, wants to do it again. Okay, Jerry, Jerry Lee's clearly annoyed. Decides he wants to do it again. Jerry Lee asks him to leave. Okay, things are already going bad. Yeah. Okay, Ronnie Wood is supposed to do a song. The teleprompter breaks and claims he can't sing "Little Queenie" or fake a Chuck Berry song. This is Ronnie Wood we're talking about, right? Because the well, tele- he's not familiar with that music. Because the teleprompter, yes, so that, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? because the teleprompter breaks, so he can't do the song. The only guy that had it together was Chris Isaac, who got up there. Uh, I mean, there, it was just like person after person who was using notes and didn't really have it together and had to figure out the key. The only person who had it together that night was Chris Isaac, who was like th- literally thrilled to be playing with Jerry Lee Lewis, as anybody in this room would be. You know, yeah. knew the song, dead cold, had rehearsed it obviously a thousand times in front of his mirror in his bedroom with a hairbrush, you know, yeah. and got up there, nailed it, looked like a 
kid at you know Christmas morning and was gleeful. All these other so-called professionals just couldn't fucking be bothered to learn their fucking song. It, it really just made me give me. I'll, the, I'll say a, it again, Mike. If the king just, of Sweden is going to give me a gold medal and a million dollars, I would at least learn the words to the song. Also, why didn't he just at send least, Jerry least, Lee Lewis? That would have been more interesting. Right, <laughs> Jerry Lee just let him. So do Jerry it. Lee did I, the, the true story. Jerry Lee was family inquired about having me killed once. Ah, I uh, I, w- I opened for Jerry Lee in, in in New York City, and we had a great night. And he we had the same manager at the time, and he he liked he liked me. He, he, he I used the quote. He 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 quoted me as he said, he "Sounds like that cash kid, but good." <laughs> and, and, and so he really liked me. So we he said, "Jerry Lee wants to meet you." So we went, I went backstage, and he's like, "I really like your music, son." And we got talking. At one point, I had my guitar. I said, so, Jerry, I was wondering if you would sign this guitar for me. And he, go, he looks at me. He goes, I don't sign guitars. I sign pianos. And I said, well, I had a little trouble getting the piano down the stairs. And we laughed. Yeah. And it was all funny. So I walked out. And people were like, so what was it like meeting Jerry Lewis? I, I start talking to those people. And I tell the story laughing, saying it was amazing. And we, it was a great honor. So the next thing, the next day, it's in the New York Post in page six. The Post overheard me tell this story. And they put this negative slant on it. It said, sign of an ego with Jerry Lee Lewis's picture and it said uh, local uh, legend Jack Grace is, was snubbed by Jerry Lee Lewis for uh, asking for his autograph and so the it, manager, didn't, it didn't go down that way not at all it was funny oh. it was a funny moment so the manager calls me and says I'm going to have to turn my back on you and he goes just so you know the family called and inquired if we could have you killed Oh, Jesus. That's like Chico Marx, right? He goes, I'm going to kill someone for money. He goes, you're my friend. I'll kill you for nothing. <laughs> well, Dave, you got... I was like, Dave, you got no sound effects for this. Yeah. Well, that's, an, that's an unbelievable You're going to play though, a song of what? You're malingering. All right. You, you, I, I think this guy's malingering. This is the show that specializes Our show of shows. I think we're going to be we've outed more, finally. I don't know how to play guitar. You've had more malingerers on this show. It's a malingering. There's 47 kind of Gibson here. That is a beautiful guitar. And it's uh, there's there's just one note that suddenly is going sour on me. The B, as always. Well, while, while Jack, I heard that Cash Kid had the same problems. He did. While Jack is tuning his guitar, Mike, why go. don't you tell the there people at home about all of this great heritage radio? You know, it is fundraising season. Okay, this is uh, uh, not for nothing, but because I hate a fundraising season on NPR more than fucking anything. But you know what NPR stands for, Pete? What? No Pizza Radio. It is no okay? pizza radio. Try to get fucking Leonard Lopez to give you a piece of fucking pizza. I, uh, Lenny's think, not giving anyone think, anything. You think pizza. Terry Gross ever sent out for a fucking Beast Mats? I don't right, think I'm ready. so. They can't All even right. digest it right, anymore. Jack, right. But it is fundraising season. We have new shirts. We have new tank tops. We've got new tote Well, I'm going to tell you about Please. these shirts. The HRNTs are $20 unisex size. Is X small to extra large. HRN tanks at $20. Unisex sizes, extra small, two extra large. That covers just about everyone, don't you think, Mike? This show is going so well until you read that. Yeah. All right. All right I'm going to just try one. I don't, you know, Designed by Anthony Falco. So the album that I'm got, that's coming out is going to come out March 24th. A new record. You're very prolific. It's called Everything I Say Is a Lie. Oh, I already I haven't put it out yet because ah. it's so hard to put albums out. Because there's how do you put I was them gonna, out? I was going to ask you about that. What do you release them on? You clearly spent so much time uh, on it. It's 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 really a lovely record. It's recorded thoughtful. in Greenpoint. It's recorded very well. And now what do you do? 
Uh, so I'm going to release it March 24th and do and do the do my best. All right. Well, we're, we're behind. You. Give you're, us a taste. By the way, you're invited back. Come back March 24th. Thank you. And do I it will. Again. That'd be great. All right. Give everybody a give everybody a. But for uh, you know, just to be, of course, I'm, I'm going to play a song off a different album. Oh, well, that makes sense. It's going to be a hard rain's going to fall. Well, it's it's not <laughs> good. Um, Patty here we Smith go. ruined it for me. This song, I've, it's a song I haven't I hadn't been playing for years, and I've been playing it again because it just seems to fit. Um, my wife and I split up, and then, like, I was fine. I was sort of okay with it. But then a couple weeks ago, after I went to my van, that's when she told me that she was seeing somebody else, right? So, and, and that she loves this man. So, oh. so that just somehow amped up the drinking naturally for a little bit. And, you know, now I'm, like, coming on the other end, getting used to it again, and I'll be fine. You've come to the right place. So, yeah, so this song sort of came back into the, into the realm. It's off my uh, album called Drinking Songs for Lovers. Uh, and this is, this is called uh, I Drank Too Much Again. Well, the trouble came in the early morning. Didn't have much to be thankful for So I tried my best to leave the bed Take a pack of wild horses just to hold my head And it flowed to me like water A sympathy I could barter Oh, I drank too much again Well, the simple times I remember well When I really think it through, you know it's hard to tell why not remember the best of times And all that petty bull Just leave it all behind And it made the day get better Like the comfort from your love letter Oh, I drank too much again Oh, I drank too much again I didn't mean to do it Tried my best to get through it Oh, I drank too much again Well, I promised myself that I'd try to behave But then the night was hell and the daytime came Another chance, another promise came You know I'd try it all again if I could find my way But you know, my love, I'm a fighter Things are bound to get brighter Oh, I drank too much again Oh, I drank too much again Didn't mean to do it Tried my best to get through it Oh, I drank too much again Comfort's found, I hope it's here to stay And all that pain you suffered will just melt away Nightmares turn to fairy tales May that story unwind for a good long spell You might as well enjoy it Don't find the need to destroy it Oh, I drank too much again Oh, I drank too much again 
my best to get through Oh, I drank too much again Oh, I drank too much again Oh yeah, Jack. I want to say you have somehow managed to combine the best elements of Merle Haggard with other really good elements of Merle Haggard. (laughs) That's right. That's That's, that's great. What we have noticed here, uh, the people at home can't see it, but various other artists have signed your guitar. This guitar. Who do you have there? Okay, I got. uh, Doc Watson signed the guitar. I opened for him at the bottom line. Now, the way to get it at the time, to an official Doc Watson, is that you have to have... He was, you know, he was blind, so he couldn't sign. So, well, you had to have an official family member help guide his hand. All right. So his, uh, his nephew helped sign that. And who part. else do you have? And right here, I have Merle Haggard. All right. See? Merle's there. Uh, Merle signed the guitar. He grabbed this guitar. I, I, I did a, a few shows with him in California when he was put out that If I Could Only Fly album, where he covered the Blaze Foley song. And Red Volker was playing at the time. I'm I passing love him Red Volker. Yeah. A, a yeah. guy who, boy, you talk about a guy who doesn't get enough. Uh, I mean, he's sort of an underground guy. We used to go watch he's him in genius. Austin. He was, you know, right? And no, it was like watching like Billy Gibbons and Jeff Beck and every other known yeah. world famous flash young guitar hero, except complete hum, you know humility playing in a country band in a roadhouse. Well, I took it when he came to New York. I took him to Sevilla, which is a, an old school uh, place Toronto, here. Yeah, we had the sangria. He really liked the shrimp and green sauce. He likes the food here in New York. Um, Red likes to eat. So this moment, I'm coming down with Merle Haggard. I meet him, and, and he looks at me. He goes, "How'd you do?" I said, well, Merle, I think I warmed up the audience, okay? And I said, so, Merle, I was wondering if you'd sign this guitar. And it's a, people, it's a beat-up 1947 Gibson. Well, it looks and, like it went through the laundry with William yeah, Nelson's guitar. Exactly. So Merle grabs the guitar and he goes, you don't want an old man like me signing a guitar like this? I said, actually, that's exactly what I'd like you to do, Merle. So he signs the guitar. It says Merle Haggard 2002. And as I go to take it from him, he pulls it back from me. He goes, hang on a second. And he sways it in his hands. He goes... I think I feel a few more songs in this one. He smiles and hands it back to me. Gave me my moment. And then I asked him to play If I Could Only Fly. I was so nervous after meeting Merle. I hadn't smoked cigarettes for like six years. I went up to this little box on the side and just started to smoke Marlboro Reds. So the song I asked him to play, song two, he looks up at me and winks at me and lays into the song. All right. It was a fun night. It was a romantic night. Now, for me. Now, I see a few others. Is that like, I, from here I can't tell. Is that Don Kirshner and Lucille Ball? <laughs> I, might, might, I, think it's uh, Ron, I think it's Ron Wood and Tom Jones. Yeah, it's Vivian, it's Vivian Lee and, uh, <laughs> and Florence Henderson. Uh, and actually, down here is Char- Charlie Leuven. All right. Charlie Leuven and the Leuven Brothers. So, I, well, I used to book the roadie well, bars, you remember. And I, right. I saw Charlie Leuven there. I brought him there. I put together a band for him. We would talk on the phone. He just didn't think anyone cared in New York. And it was, pa- it was packed out. And, it was crazy. And that did literally launch the career that led him to winning a Grammy before he died. And I, t- I will take a small bit of credit because I pulled him out of the bedroom and, and, and for Jack, that. Jack, let me tell you, you deserve a lot of credit. And booking the rodeo bar, which I was just happy to be walking by today, still has signs up that says retail space available. Well, no, it's, it's about to be a sports. 
sports bar. I've been talking to the people. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're totally lame. You know, yeah. It was, uh, well, I happened to unfortunately be there during yesterday being like run over by a bunch of assholes in Santa Claus costumes. Mm-hmm. Um, the best of these like 22-year-old uh, young women wearing like skin-tight pajamas. So I got to say looked terrific. But I'm like, honey, you're going to die of hypothermia. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's, that's not our problem, though. They, that was the only part enjoy, of Santa Con that was good. There was definitely some enjoy young chickadees looking pretty uh, sexy. But the rodeo world. bar really was the, the great longest-running honky-tonk. Yep. I mean, in New York, in, 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 you know, after the Lone Star uh, met, its, met its demise and its, and its um, second, I guess, the Lone Star Uptown. The Lone, Lone yeah, Star. the two Lone Stars. But, but really, Fifth Avenue and 13th Street. I saw more good music there yeah. than any other place in my ent- entire life. I, mean, I saw Jerry Lee Lewis there many times in yeah. the early 80s, which was tremendous. I mean, he was so good playing all country music. Yeah. I saw James Brown there. I saw Dr. John yep. there. Lived I was in, there. Dr. John yep. lived in the neighborhood. He played there once every three weeks. And I used to get stoned. What about with- the Flesh Tones? Did they play there? Constantly, yeah, constantly. Two sets a night. You did Those are the nights thing. I didn't go. Oh yeah, Those are <laughs> nice. and once uh, Steve Cropper. You know, he's he's like there all night. In fact, we did a whole weekend or something. He was there like yeah. each night, and he goes, "Man, I want to get up and play a few songs with you guys." And it's like the, the band didn't know how to play any of his songs, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> so Steve could lovable flesh tone moments. Long <laughs> string tomorrow, green onions right. goes uh, like this. <laughs> the Ronchans actually were a band from there um, because uh, I, I wasn't the drummer at the, at the time, but the the, the current um, beatmaster put a put a. <laughs> Peer through a wall upstairs. I forget, I forget who they're opening up for. But man, the weird thing with the Lone Star too, aside yeah. from obviously every country artist, every Chicago blues guy, everybody that was on that circuit that yeah. actually truly existed. I saw Albert King there. I saw. I remember one night I was bringing Buddy Guy drinks all night long. There was no one there. Second set. After midnight, there may, may, may have been like 15 people watching Buddy Guy there, and he was drinking white Cadillacs, which is milk with scotch in it. And I, I just happened nice. to be the guy that had that seat where I'm I could just going to be thinking about that for the next 15 Where I could reach the bar and reach the stage. I was like 18 years old. I was in awe. You know, I was like, yeah, it was white Cadillacs all night long. I saw John Lee Hooker there. I said, I smoked dope with Dr. John on top of the iguana that used to be on top of the building. Remember? Yes, the, the big sign that said, too much enough, and there was that giant iguana. Yep. Uh, the Lone Star was the best. But the Rodeo Bar, which you booked for a long time, man, you know, it was like, it was it was reliable, man. That was like money in, in the bank. You go there. I never had a white Cadillac there. Have you ever had a white Cadillac? See, I told you I'm going to be thinking about these white Cadillacs <laughs> for a while. I'll tell you what, wait you, digest you, that you, one. you know why? Because wait, wait till the ulcer starts. Yeah. That's why I drinks it that way. Right, so it's like the Pepto, Pepto-Bismol foods. <laughs> but, but the scotch and milk, like... It's delicious. Is it? Oh God, yes! It's a, it's a nice. Uh, <laughs> All right. It's kind of like a just a browner version of a. I mean, a white Russian. You know, there's yeah. a white Russian. It's That's tasty. You it's have a, had a white Cadillac? Yeah, for all the time. All the all the before time. bed. <laughs> you know, that's like a before bed drink. Could you put really? cereal I, in a white Cadillac? I put it. That's what I put on my cornflakes. As ever, it's been the fastest half hour Wait, that's on it? the internet today. That's it. it flies wow. by, but I'm not letting you get out of here though, Jack. Without another song. Uh, and kind of like that. I wanted to, to ask you about Van Hayride. You, you, you know, you know the problem with Van Hayride, the country vibe Van Halen band, is that it's. 
actually like too many of the youth don't know who Van Halen. I gotta is say, I, I I went I, I went to see Van Halen. In a way, that's a good thing. I, I love the concept. I enjoyed it when you played, but I swear I hate Van Halen more than any other band. Oh, I, don't oh. I, I, I can't even stand the sound of them. I don't like any of their songs. And please, Mike, and I really please. I was it's so enough. enthusiastic, and I'm such a fan of Jacks that I negativity. I, said, yeah. I, I could do this, you know. I, 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 I could I could I could I could, I could do this. And um, all right, Van Halen. Right. Where, where where can we catch you next, Jack? Uh, where can you catch me next? I'll be in Newport on the 28th of December at Norrie's, and I'll be playing somewhere in New York City, I'm sure. Where is JackGrace.com. I'm going to check the same place to find out where I'm playing. Good. Right. And in around 10 minutes, you're going to be uh, in the tent here at Roberta's yeah, that's at the right. bar. Right. 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 And the Chapiteau. All right. Thanks to everybody on Radio Land. Pete's around with Dave in the booth. And... Jack Grace is the real deal. Come back when you're in the spring when your when your CD comes out for real. I'm really glad uh, we have a lot. You know, you made it. We have a lot more to talk about. Uh, take us out. Okay. I am the best lover that will ever be. I'll pass the test. No one will surpass me. It won't be easy to find somebody better. Such a savage shredder. I can't keep up with all the love that the babies need in the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. First, I want to tell you I love you. Now, I want to say everything I say is a lie. Everything I say is a lie. Everybody tells me You take a tumble Dear me I'll pick you up and set you free It won't be easy Find somebody number Find somebody dumber I can't keep up With all the love That the ladies need In the neighborhood Yeah Yeah First I want to tell you I love you Now I want to say Everything I say is a lie Everything I say is a lie Everything I say is a Listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. 
Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.